we are Masechet Masechet Makot, Daf Chet, page eight. Um, we are picking up pretty far up on page seven B. Uh, where did we leave off yesterday? So we did Yar. Hayal Lebesulam. We talked about if someone's going up on that. We talked about someone's going up on a Atzudet. Hayal Lebesulam, page seven B. Dynamo bet. Dynamo bet. Right. Um, it says, uh, It's right across from the Tosfot. It says, Nishmeta. Right, right, right. Okay. Nishmanesh We talked about if something, the, the principle, general principle, if something goes down, then it's considered, if something goes down, then it's considered, uh, intentional, intentional killing. But if it's, Someone's going up and it falls down. That's considered beyond their control, and it's onus, and you're, you don't you don't have you don't get exiled. What about a case when you're going down? You're going up. Um, let's see this. What's the case here? Um, so you're going up. You're going up, and then the then but nevertheless, um, the 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 part the uh, the. The rung on the ladder uh, falls off, and it and it, it fell down and killed. Mahu, what's the what's the law? Now the question is Aliyahi or Iridahi. Here, see Rashi Aliyahi or Iridahi. But Tardidazian, who Haya Asuk Baliyah, we go by him, and he's going up. He's going up. Or Batar Shliva, or do you go by that that rung? What do you go by him or by the? By the uh, rung on the ladder. If you go by the rung, then that's going down. If you're going by him, it's going up. So, which one is it? Amalek. Farnagata Biyarit. So, that was the question. Who asked this question? This this was uh, this was Ba'amine Rabbi Abahumi Rabbi Yochan. So, Rabbi Abah, remember this. Rabbi Abah asked Rabbi Yochan this question. Rabbi Yochan is answering. Ki agavna aliyahi. So, you guys get me aliyahi. Amarle, what was the answer? Rabbi Yochanan answered, Kfarna gata biyiridashi tzorach aliyah. You're dealing with a case of yiridah tzorach aliyah. And Rashi says on that, aliyah, kfarna gata. Sorry. Kfarna gata. Harayi nagata kam biyiridashi tzorach aliyah. Rabbinan la le'el echiuva. So this is a yiridah tzorach aliyah. You're, you're going up. You're you're elevating. You're going up on the uh, on the ladder, and while you're going up, there's a yeri dash. This 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 thing is going down for the sake of you going up, and therefore you would be obligated here. And this, this would be in the category of of galus. That's what Rabbi Yochan answered. Okay, ATV. So Rabbi Abahu is going to come back and bring a a source, a Tanaitic source, to contradict that. Okay. Um, so for the individ- for the one who's saying that so we have a I think it's Rabbi Rabbi Yochan, I believe, is saying um, that this is a Yeridalatar that's forbidden. So we're going to ask a question. We're going to bring a source. It seems it's saying that this case, this specific case, is not you don't you don't get galus. So what does it say? Shalo, uh, there's a case here. It says just it just says in a very um, very un, very like uh, open way. It doesn't doesn't specify. Just everything that it goes by its way down is gole, and not not in its way of going down is enogole. When it says it doesn't go in its way of going down, um, what, what does that come to teach us? It's not coming to teach us this thing because it's uh, it what, what the, you have something that goes down, but not its normal way of going down. This could be talking about our case of or this case of the uh, the rung on the ladder, and 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 in this case, it's saying a no gole. So you're saying Rabbi Yochanan that it's gole, but we have a we have a source here that might say a no gole. But and then they answer. Um, they answer this. I think it's Rabbi Yochanan answering this. Tamech, So the, the in the beginning of it, it says Then what's that talking about? 
So he says, that has to be talking about katsav, a, a slaughterer. So if the end's talking about a katsav, the beginning has to be talking about a katsav, and then this isn't a good source to refute the source that says if it's going if if you're going down on a ladder and it falls that's your uh, that that you're that you have galut. So we thought you had this source that contradicted it, that says you don't hide, you're you're not obligated and you're not going to be exiled. But then we said that that source isn't a strong source to, with which to refute because we're going to say that whole source is talking about a specific case of katsav, of a slaughterer. And in that case, so Rabbi Yochanan's statement that uh, uh, that going down on the ladder and it goes down, it's a tzarech aliyah, and you you have a uh, you have exile that that stands. So and so, what's this case of katsav? And that's what we're going to talk about here. Um, it's not Moshe katsav, but it's uh, he's he has his own cases that he's dealing with. But um, is he been, is he still in jail now? Or is he out? Anyway. Um, so, So, what's the case of katsav? So, we're going to learn four cases of katsav right now. It's going to be connected to this diagram. So, I, only, I didn't make enough copies. So, we have, like, we can just share. But, that's fine. Tanya, um, So, there was a katsav, somebody who was slaughtering. And they were using, uh, they were using a blade, like this picture. So, Tanacha, one case says, the fanav chayav l'acharav patur. One one tenic source says in front of them it's chayav it's it's uh, culpable and if it's in back of him he's uh, he's not culpable. The Tanya Idach another bright says the opposite. Behind you you're chayav and in front of you you're not culpable. And another bright says even in front of you and also in back of you you're you're always chayav you're you're chayav you're you're uh, you're culpable. The Tanya another bright says no. In back of you and in front of you, you're you're not culpable. So it's kind of confusing. Make up your mind. You gave me every single option. So they're going to say that there's are four different cases, and they're all the same. Lokasha. They're all dealing with the same principle. That's what you could see on our uh, on our diagram here. They're all going to say like this: If you're going, if you're exerting force towards that direction, that's direction in which you're going to be obligated, for, through which you're going to be obligated. So the case that says uh, in front of him. That's this the second picture here. You go in front of you, you go down, and if you were going, if you're moving it uh, forward, like from the back, and you're moving it forward, then that would you'd be innocent in the back. And similarly, if you're starting back here, I guess, or let me see, no, you're going backwards, and it's going down to the back. Go. So every time it's going down, basically, it's going down forwards or going down backwards. Whenever it's going down, that's when you're obligated. So it, what would be a case where it's back and forwards? I guess that you're, you went like, you had two people here, and you went back and forward. I guess that was it. Lift up your thing and go boom. Yeah. And similarly, if you had two people in front of you, and you killed that person by going, uh, you killed that person by going, I guess, how would that be? How, someone behind you, how would you not be obligated for killing them? It flies off the handle when you're doing this. I don't, I don't think it's even flying off. I think it's just, they're just behind you. I don't think it's flying off. But in any case, it's yeah. always when, when you're adding to the momentum in the direction that it goes, yeah. that's when you're... When you're applying force. So you're, you're, going, applying you're going for and someone's behind you. You're going that way. Are you obligated for killing them? Only body? if it's on the way down. Only it's on, it's that, that was on the way up, right? No, on right. the way up, no, not yeah. guilty. Right. So you're on your way up. That person in front of you, if you kill them, maybe Is, they're you're, liable. You're, behind you. No, no, okay. Right. Same thing here. You're going down this way. You're going so that person going this way. You go. guy in front of you behind you would be died. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's it. It's always and it's always if you're going in the direction that you mm-hmm. that you then cause right. damage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe there's a, a deeper principle here that you know you start going down, keep going down. I don't know. Uh, I don't. I'm not sure about that. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. um, uh, this idea of you're going up, then you're, you don't count it. So So in a case when you're liable in front of you. It's when you're going down in front of you, but you're going up from the back. I guess like So one's talking about all aliyot, one's talking about all yeridot, or it splits. So you could say that. So we're going to go back and say we have this machlok between Rabbi Rabbi Abahu and and Rabbi Yochanan. Yeah. Um, I wanted to put this, but we can just look at it here. There's machlok between Rabbi Abau and Rabbi Yochanan. We wanted to say like this: we have a brayta that says that they're 
one brightness says they're chayav, and another view, another another view says is patur. They're they're not not culpable. And we have two brightness. We're going to say right now. Let's align Rabbi Yochanan with this brayta and Rabbi Abba with this brayta. And say Rabbi Yochanan always holds that it's a yerida. This case is a Rabbi Yochanan holds that going down the 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 the, uh, the lad- you're going up the ladder, but the the rung falls down. That's always considered a yerida. And that's why uh, that'll be, that will align with this view that says it's, it's culpable. We're saying Rabbi Abao says when you're going up, even though the rung fell down, it's considered an aliyah. And that would align with this view that says it's patur. It's uh, not culpable. That's what I'm going to say right now. And they're going to say, no, that's not so simple. We can align these two views with three other options. That's what they're going to say. Okay. Uh, Okay, lema ketanai, ketanai, haya ole besulam and ishmatash. That's exact our exact case. You're going up and the shliva fell. Tane chada chayav, tane idef patur. So these work perfectly. They're they're and so when you Rabbi Yochanan brought previously brought proofs to his opinion um, from um, Katzav and he, and he kind of disproved Rabbi Abau. But now they're kind of li- they're kind of um, they're kind of bringing. Things in Rabbi Abba's favor and saying, um, we have a Tana that goes that, that you can align with Rabbi Abba. And so then they go, Patura. My love, Baha Kami Page, Kami Fuge. So Marsavar Yeri Dahi, Marsavar Yeri Eliahi. So this, the, 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 the Tana that says you're obligated, he thinks it's a Yeri Da, that's this approach. The one that says it's uh, you're not culpable, it's it's a uh, it's a year it's it's sorry it's a yerida. This would be an aliyah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Lo the kula ama aliyahi. Everybody says this case of going up on the ladder and it falls and the rung falls down, that's considered an aliyah. So the halacha really isn't like uh, isn't like Rabbi Yochanan. It's like Rabbi Abahu. That it's considered it's considered aliyah. It's not considered going down. So what's the case though that the bright is discussing? If they it, it, if they both hold it's aliyah, what's the case the bright is discussing? So here's how we're going to do it. We're going to say they're both saying it's an aliyah, aliyah, aliyah. The ta- the bright the 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 tana that says you're not you're co- you're not culpable is talking about you're not culpable in galut in terms of exile. And when the Tana, they're not contradicting each other. The Tana that says you are culpable, they're saying you're, you're culpable for nizikin, Damage. damages, which is it's much much lighter. So if you have this case where uh, where you're going where you're going up and it falls down, that's not enough to think that you're we would make you be, go to Galus. But we would say you do have to pay pay to pay, pay damages exactly. That's one option. Uh, so we can we can say they're both they're both talking about galus. Okay, we're not talking about monetary payments. So why and we both and so why is it considered? Uh, why is one considered chayav and the other is talking about a specific case. This bright is talking about a specific case. What's the case? It's talking about a case of a a worm infested uh, ladder. If there was a worm infested ladder and if it wasn't worm infested, then that's considered going up. If it was a, if it was, if it was worm infested, that's considered going down because you should have known better. And when you go, when you step on it, it was like a faulty rung and it fell down. So that was that's the case. So we're not splitting up in, in terms of they're both aliyah. One is yuri down, one's aliyah. Okay. Whenever, yeah, that's good. Um, or vibayit ema, another option. Another option is that uh, that that similar thing that one one it's talking about two cases not talking about the same case two cases um, and it's talking about galus and it's talking about a case that you went up on a you you went up on a on a on a ladder that was faulty that it wasn't fastened tightly so if if it was fastened tightly and the rung fell down then that's not you're not you you're not exiled but if you're if it wasn't fastened tightly and you went on it and it fell down that's considered a yerida because it's always kind of, it was, it was it started. Its default was in a falling position. That's the idea. So if it's if it's if it's stable, it's not considered uh, it's considered aliyah. It's like you're ascending. But if it's not stable, it's considered like as if it's already kind of falling, and you push it f- further down. That's considered going down. <laughs>
So those are the cases. But nevertheless, uh, it seems like the uh, Rabbi Abahu, who says that it's an Rabbi Abahu, the, the the default is that's an that it's an aliyah, that it's an ascension, it's an ascent. Um, you have to find ways to make it a descent. So it seems like the halacha is like Rabbi Abahu who says it's aliyah, it's like an ascent. Okay, that's that. Here's a Mishnah. Mishmata barzel mikato veharag. Rabbi Amari no gole. Chamim gole. So you have a case of uh, a blade that came off the uh, that came off the uh, the handle. So you're you're cutting you're out chopping wood and you have your axe I guess and the blade. So the question is what? It's not clear what the case is, but there was something fell off connected to wood. We're gonna see that they're gonna interpret it differently, but. Here's the, fir- here's the first case, okay? You're chopping wood. You have an axe, and you're chopping wood. And then the blade falls off. And it killed somebody. So Rabbi Omer, ain't no gole. Okay? Rabbi says, you're not gole. So Rabbi is a no. Chachamim omrim, gole. So here's another case. You're chopping wood, and the, the bl- it's not the blade falls off, but you're chopping wood, and you're so strong that you're able to chip off all these pieces of wood and they fly across the... They can even fly into the, on, on, and hit the person right next to you. And a, a piece of... Uh, like a chip of wood punctured their uh, part of their body and they died. So what's the case there? They're, they're going to say the exact opposite things here. It says, Rabbi Omer Golet. Before he said Enogole. Here he says Golet. Rabbi Omer Enogole. So the question is, what's the distinction between these two approaches? So I'll just give you a... Outsider, outside, outsider view on this before we go in. Um, so there's the, the the Torah talks about this case where, where the blade falls off the axe, but it's not clear if it's talking about um, the blade falls off the wood of the axe or it makes the wood fall off the tree. You can read it in two different ways. What's the what's the wood? The blade falls off makes the wood. The blade falls off the wood of the axe, or the blade the blade makes the wood fall off the tree. It's a for, it's direct. It has to do with um, proximate cause. There's a Paul's graph in law, you know. Mm-hmm. One yeah. is a direct, the other one is secondary. No, but yeah. I think I think I think Rabbi's saying that in the pasuk, yeah, it's it's just the but way you, it's worded when right. he says it, it, it about yeah. the ets. Yeah, right. the ets. The word it's not for clear wood. which ets it's talking. So you're talking about, about the source, about the pasuk. So yeah, how yeah, would you use that as as you, as you would use it? Yeah. Yeah. That's but, what they're gonna say. That's what they're gonna offer, and so that's gonna explain the two cases. If you say it's talking about the axe falling off, uh, the blade falling off, then you're going to say, in one case, uh, like Chachamim, you say Gole, if that's how you read it. But if you're talking about the 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 the, the, the ets of the actual tree, not the handle, then and you're and you're going to read it, and you don't read it that way, you're going to say it's not Gole. So you're going to have different approaches. It just, if I remember correctly, the pasuk is like something min ha'etz. Benashal min ha'etz. Benashal min ha'etz. So and it's, it flies off of the question is, wood. It's the question is, Benashal, did it fly off or is it Benishel? Did it, did it make the, did it make the, the, the tree fly off? Right. So it's a, I don't, I, I wrote down, it says, it's the difference between a transitive and, and, and transitive. Is that helpful? Yeah, because again, it gets to the issue of direct versus indirect, and that's where I think how you interpret the pasuk. So if you say it's when the shalmina etz came off the etz, then it's it's a transitive verb that you're doing an action. But if it's nishel, then it's you're doing it's an intransitive verb where it's it's happening to something else. Passive, so correct. Passive, okay. so and the it. word for the word for tree and the word word for right. wood is the same. It's the same thing, etz. Yeah. So it becomes, of course. The deeper answer is shooting putting Matoha. That's the point. Right? Yeah. So we're going to see they're going to actually try to, they're going to go with that and they're not going to go with this. Let's see. Did, does it say that the, that the blade is going to fall off the tree? And fall off the, the, the handle? It says from the tree. It says not me etzo, not from its handle, it's, but it's from the tree. So it must be the, the tree. So there's another, there's another pasuk who's talking about it, uh, later on, it's talking about an etz, and that's talking about etz lamala is the chrota etz. It's talking about a mamash etz, and so this is also ta- must be talking about mamash etz and not the handle, uh, a tree and not 
not the wooden handle. Okay, Amarav Chia Bar Ashi Amarav Vishnem Mikra Achad Darshu. They all they both learned it from the same pasuk. That's what we talked about. Menashala Barzamina Etz Rabbi Savar Yesh and the Masorot Vinishel Vinishel Ktiv. So there's this concept of M the Mikrava and the Masoret. So do you go by what it's written or do you go by what, what you hear? There are different traditions that we have how to read the Torah and how, how, you, how it's supposed to be read. If you go by Masoret, which is what's written, then it's really written Michelle. And that goes by like, like uh, Rebbe. But if you go by um, how it's supposed to be read, the Mikra, then it should be Nashal, and that's Chachamim. Uh, Rabbi, so they're going to ask. Rabbi, so does Rabbi really think that there's an M Lamasor? Does Rabbi really hold this that we we only go by what's written and not by what you hear? Because um, if we say you go by what's written, we say Rabbi goes. We say Rabbi goes by what's written, and what's written is uh, Nishel that it's that you're that you're doing something to the tree. So that's what we're holding. But now we're going to say, well, maybe he doesn't really hold by you go by what's written. You go by what, what's usually how it's supposed to be pronounced, and it's supposed to be pronounced that. The blade fell off the the wooden handle. So here's a here's the source. It says the Rebbe holds that H M. Uh, we go by what you hear, not by what's written. Amar Avitzak Rebbe Yosef Amar Biochanan Rebbe Rebbe here Rabbi. Rabbi Huda Ben Roet Rebbe Shemai Rabbi Shimo Rabbi Akiva Kulus Firlehu Yesh and the Mikra. So we go by what you hear. It's kind of complicated. The Mikra. It's not kind of talking about the Mikra that's written. It's the Mikra that what you what's supposed to be pronounced. So that's why that's so the, he's answering. Yeah, that's right. That's why Rabbi, uh, uh, Rabbi the Rebbe gave another explanation below. He said ve'od. He had another explanation. So he's just trying to cover his bases. That um, you can go by the person who says yes and let me start. But if you even say that we don't go by that, I brought you another explanation. That was the Gzera Shava that he brought. That's etz etz. We're talking about a real tree. Amar Papa Mandis. So here's another case. Okay, let's say. Um, All right. Here's a case where someone throws a clod of a clod of dirt onto a cluster of dates. Okay, so you're hanging out. You're you know some people like they they like to skid like rocks on water. You like to throw rocks at date trees. You're throwing a rock at the date tree. You t- you're taking a clod of dirt. Pick it up. Throw it at the at the date tree. Uh, dates fall down from the from the uh, from the tree and kill somebody. Are you obligated or not? That's the question. Is that considered? Uh, is that considered the same thing as as your as when the uh, the blade falls off of your the blade falls off of your um, the handle? So it says So you 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 throw a uh, you throw a clot of dirt to the dikla to the to, to the date tree, and then the, the dates came and they killed uktol, uh, and they came and killed. We, we we arrived at the Machlot of Rabbi Rabbanan. Well, that's Pshita. Um, so that's so they're saying that's clear that this would um, that this would be forbidden according to Rabbi. What, what what could you have said? You would have said that this isn't direct. This isn't the same case as what, as what Rabbi talked about before. Rabbi will obligate you when directly from your hand the the blade fell off. So you're 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 at your chopping. The blade fall off directly from your hand and, and it killed somebody. Here, there's two steps. You throw the dirt and it's not like the, the dirt hits something else and then that made that come down. So there's a, another step there. You might have thought that Rebbe would maybe be, uh, be more f- flexible with regards to that, but no. Rebbe still obligates on that. Um, so what is a case, though, that Rebbe would hold that you don't get exiled for? It's like an extension, many extensions of your, of your, of your power. What would that case be? We're going to stop pisa mechaya legarma. So you, this is like let's uh, say in a pesach. So shout out pisa mechaya legarma. So that's so you threw pisa um, some some clot, a clot of dirt, and that hit a branch, and that branch went and hit a cluster. And that cluster dropped, uh, made the, the dates fall off, and then they came and killed somebody. I'm telling you, it's proximate cause. Yeah, that's it, the discussion. It's, it's, it's the big, because they learned it in the law, common law, was 
in law, it's a, this is the classic case of, it's called Paul's graph, a conductor, somebody trips off the train, causes someone else to trip, da 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 and then someone gets hurt. Yeah. It's, the, it's the hugest case, and that's where you learn the whole concept mm-hmm. of a direct action versus a secondary event, unintended secondary event. It's, it's a very mm-hmm. classic case. A lawyer would appreciate it here. I was comparing, I apologize, I was comparing these cases to the Rabbanon's case. These cases should be compared to Rebbe's case where he's cutting mm-hmm. the tree and, and the, the, the wood flies right. out. Sorry, mm-hmm. right. mistake. Splintering. Right. Splintering, yeah. So splintering, that's forbidden. Uh, if you do it even one step more, you throw something and it fell down, that's also considered also liable. Um, but a case where you threw something and hit something else and it's something else, then, then you're not liable according to Rem. Matniti, a Mishnah. Hazarek, Evan, the Rashida, Rabin, Vera, Kariza, Golet. You threw, uh, you know, you're in, in, the, in the habit of throwing. You throw a, uh, you throw a rock into Rashida, Rabin. You go there. So that seems like that's, that, that's pretty, like, why would you be, go, why would that be considered unintentional killing? You throw a rock into a public uh, domain, that should be amazing, right? That's what they're going to ask the Gemara. Um, so, but they hear, they say you're, you're just exiled. It's only unintentional. So you, so you, um, we say that if you throw um, a rock into the public thoroughfare, um, you're, op- you're, you, you're exiled. But let's say you throw it in there, and that's when someone's hanging out there, they're, they're sunbathing, you throw it, God forbid, and you injure them, you kill them. But let's say a case where nobody's there, and you're just, uh, maybe you're, you're cleaning out your yard, you're trying to get rid of all the, all the, all the, the rocks. You, sorry. You throw the rock over, uh, over the, the wall, and nobody was there, you saw, it was clear. All of a sudden, someone peeks out of their house, and they pop their head out, and then after you threw it, and it's in the air, they, they pop out, they go running somewhere, the kids are running, whatever, God forbid, and somebody dies. So in that case, they're going to say that you're, you're not obligated, you're not, you're not culpable. Uh, that's what Rabbi Azar ben Yaakov Evan, Evan left your hand, and then this person poked their head out and received the, the, the kibla, they received the, the stone, um, then you're not liable for that. So you, Zaraketa Evan the Chatzerovarag, if you threw it into your own Chatzer, you threw it into your night, you threw, you threw it into a public Chatzer, that's one thing. You threw it into your own, you threw it into your own, uh, your own field, your own uh, courtyard. And it killed somebody. So if somebody, if the person who was in there had permission to be in there, so then you're, you're, it's considered unintentional killing. You should have been careful. You should know that people walk through your yard. You let, people, you let your neighbors walk through your yard to get, get to school or something. So you should have been careful. But if, if, you don't, if you have a big sign, no trespassing on your yard, um, and someone walks through, and then you're, they get hit by one of your rocks, God forbid, they're, they're, that's, not, you're not considered, that's not considered um, unintentional killing. That's not considered killing, really. It's considered uh, beyond your uh, control. Okay, Shnei Mar Rashi Avot Reu Bayar. This is the source of it. Mahayar Rashi the Nizakla Mazikli Kanesh. We learned this yesterday. Just like a uh, a forest is a is a domain where the the um, the the injured and the and the perpetrator and the victim are allowed to go inside. Anybody's allowed to go into a forest. So too, every area that they're both allowed to go into, that's when you're it, uh, that's when you're liable for exile. But if it's a location that's your private property, you're not liable because you're, that's your property. It shouldn't be there. That's weird. Let me see. should just be the So here's the last thing. So just like, uh, just like um, cutting trees is something that's permitted, that every, it's not something you're obligated to do, and nevertheless, you uh, you have your exiled. So too, um, so too. So you're not ob- if you're obligated to cut trees. Let's say it was like a mitzvah. You have to cut. There are cases where you have to cut trees, like for um, a lulav or I don't know. For but if there was a mitzvah to cut the tree and you were cutting it, and and it splintered off and killed somebody, or your or whatever, or, or the axe fell off and killed somebody. Um, let's go with the splinter one. It splinters off and kills somebody. So if you have a mitzvah to do it, then you're less liable than someone who doesn't have a mitzvah to do it. God's commanding you to go cut the tree, so you had to be involved with that. 
So they're going to say, what the case in our, in our Torah is talking about is just someone who cuts regular trees. I'm not talking about doing a mitzvah. In that case, that's when you're liable to be exiled. That's going to teach us that cases where you have a mitzvah to actually hit um, or to strike somebody, in those cases, if you, if you kill them through your striking, that's not going to be considered, li- you're not going to, that's not going to be considered liable for, for exile. So what are cases where you're obligated to strike, or you're, there's a mitzvah to strike somebody? This is going to get a little uncomfortable. Go even like less serious than that. In the time of the Talmud, students. Oh, for, you, you, you're educating. Yeah, somebody. yeah. For purposes of uh, yeah. busha, you can do, it and you can also hit. Yeah, so that's what they're gonna say here. Um, so oh, I know that. I used to get hit a lot. Okay. Tarvid does. So the thing is, if something God forbid happened, they would have been able to invoke this. They wouldn't. Have, they would have been able to say here. Yeah, the Mishnah says, if God forbid something yeah. would have happened to the Talmud, they would say, I was doing a mitzvah. And uh, you know, if they did it in the right parameters of thi- of that time period, because yeah, today yeah, yeah. people don't do that, obviously. But they would say, "I was doing a mitzvah, and I can't be held liable because I was doing the mitzvah." But if it's just trees that there's no mitzvah to do it, and that happened, then you'd be liable. That's crazy. How rode dead? It's like chasing after the tummy. Someone in the beitin that gets gets uh, Okay. So those, those are the statements here. So we're going to go into now um, the, the question I raised before of Rashid Rabim. Um, so Rashid Rabim, you throw a rock into Rashid Rabim, yeah. So again, these are all cases where um, they're not. It's not so clear. We have cases. The interesting thing about these cases is that it's not you're you're not directly killing somebody. They're all like extensions of you. We had the case where it was like you're multiple levels beyond you. Here's a case where you throw into a yard and somebody's there. These are like other like kind of liminal cases that we talked about. Uh, okay. Rashidur Beam, so if you throw it into Rashidur Beam, that's Maisie. Uh, if you throw it into Rashidur people are walking through there, you should know that. That's Maisie. Amar of Shmuel Baritzak Bisotericotlo. Now we're going to get into this, like, so I tried to diagram this, and this gets kind of crazy, because they're going to keep bringing cases. Uh, it's considered a public thoroughfare. No, it's talking about Rashidur Beam that and, and when you're when you're when you're tearing down your wall, and so when you're tearing down your wall, um, that's like you're not you're not intentionally throwing it in there. You're tearing down your wall and it fell off. So they're gonna keep they're gonna say that's not the case. And they're gonna limit that more. Then limit it more. Limit it more. So you're already limiting it to this crazy case. And that's what they're gonna say. That's what the mission was talking about. Okay. That's how we're gonna. That's, that's gonna be like that. So Amar Shmuel Beritzak. So it's talking about a case in a public thoroughfare, but you're you're cut you're you're you know. You're, dam- you're destructing your wall, deconstructing your wall. Um, if you're doing that, then it's not considered like, well, Mosh throwing it there. It happens, by the way. You buy the soap, they go, come on. Yeah, you got to be serious. You got you the liuna. You should you pay attention. You should be careful. And it, so there's no excuse. It's still going into the Rashid Arbim. You know your house is, you know your wall is next to Rashid Arbim, next to the public thoroughfare. So they go, okay. So it's talking about someone who, who de- deconstructs or, um, de- or destroys their wall in the night. So in the night, um, you don't have to. People are. You have to be super careful. So you go well in the night. You have to be careful. People walk. People walk by in the night too. So if you're doing that in the night, we can't say that's the case where you're where you're exiled. We're going to say that's still considered maze. That's considered a negligent or um, intentional. Um, so besotericotlo laashbach. So here's the case where you're in the public. Public Rashid Rabim because it said Rashid Rabim so you have to figure out what case. Remember a case in the Rashid Rabim where you're where you're you, there's a trash heap right next to your wall, and so you're you're going and you're you're destroying your wall next to the trash heap. So you, you can't expect from you to expect that someone's going to be there. So this is the case we're talking about. This this is unintentional. That's this is public area unintentional exile. That's what it is. They're going to say, well, not so fast. What's hashba? What case is this? If it's talking about that there are people who walk by this trash heap, then you're pushed Then it, again, we're back to Maisie. Then, you're, then you're, it's intentional. If it's a place that people don't walk by, then it's Anus, and it's beyond your control. Um, so, so, what, so what's the case? So go, here's the case. So this, is, this is what we're going, we're going to establish. The, the Mishnah, this is talking about this really rare case. That's what the Mishnah was talking about. Because otherwise, you can't make it work out. And what is it? It's talking about somebody, uh, a, a, a trash heap. People go, people, 
defecate there in the night. And they sometimes, but not in the day, but they sometimes people do sit, they come and sit and they defecate there. So this is, that's the way around this whole problem of poshea, of it's, it's, it's intentional or, it's, or it's, you had no control over it. They're going to say it. each of them doesn't work. Um, poshea, it's not, not like considered mazy, not considered intentional. Because um, if, if you did it in the day, um, you, did, you were doing it in the day. And people don't normally go there in the daytime. So maybe every once in a while. But So it's not considered as if people were for sure going to be there. So you're not considered intentional. It's not considered beyond your control because sometimes people do come there and sit. So that's, that's the case here. So that whole Mishnah, is, that's the case. Uh, your Chayav and Rashid Rabim, your Abagin and Rashid Rabim, um, for a case with a rock. What's the case of the rock? You're, just, that's destroy, you're not throwing a rock, you're destroying a wall. What's the case? You're throwing a wall next to a trash heap where people go to the bathroom um, in the night, but they sometimes go by day. That's the case. Okay. Um, in other words, they're making it rare. They're making it rare, but I think it's. I think it could be that they're. They're. I mean, you see some of this, like this certain um, um, loyalty to, to to sources. You know, we can't say that this source doesn't make sense. We have to find a case for it. So we know the mission has said it. it has to be true. Let's find the case that it was talking about. And they're, they're also being very honest to say that, well, these cases don't work out. Yeah. We have to find one. And they found one. But it's like a very rare case. So, uh, nevertheless. All right. Rabbi Rabbi Yaakov, his case was talking about if, if, you're, if someone's in a courtyard and they pop their head out, they were hanging out there already. You threw the rock, then they popped out. They went, they, went to go, uh, they went to go get something in the yard. All of a sudden, your rock hit them. Um, it actually happened the other day. I was in the gym downstairs, and we, uh, one of the guys threw a football uh, to somebody. And all of a sudden, this girl ran out from the other side. She got hit by the football. But he couldn't have expected that. Mm-hmm. So it's a similar case. So if, if that person was already there, then it's considered, and they popped out, then that's considered, uh, and that's considered pator. It's considered it's not considered really like a, you're worthy of being exiled. So here's a bright that umatsa pratlam So a case where it's if somebody was found there, uh, the, 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 the source says matsa um, somewhere. It's pratlam amsiyatatsmo. It comes to exclude someone who who goes and. And and they go uh, actively and 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 make their make their presence felt in that location. If when the Evan from the, the time the stone left his hand, this person re, re, you know popped their head out and received it on their head, then you're you're not culpable. So that's where he learned it from. He learned it from Matzah. So, uh, if it found somebody, then then you're liable. But if someone's someone mamtzia tasmo, they they kind of popped out, you're not. So the the principle here is that it's it's somebody who's matzah. It's important because we're going to talk about this. Rabbi Eliezer ben, Eliezer ben Yaakov agrees that if people were just lounging in the in the feet, in the yard, they were already matzah. They were there. They didn't just pop out. They were there matzah. Then you're you're liable for exile. So that, that's we're going to accept this as an axiom. Now we're going to question that axiom. Axiom. The meimar de matzami karamashma. So is it so clear that whenever you say matzah, it means that they were just already there? They didn't just uh, surface later after you threw the rock. And here's a here's a contradiction. Or minhu umatzah prat matsui. So so that matzah is comes to exclude somebody that something that's already there. So it can't be that matzah means something that's already there. It comes to exclude something that's already there. Shalom korbrachok v'yigobakarov, bravigobiyafa. This is talking about uh, ancestral land. Maybe we won't go so much into the details, but we had the general idea. Amar Rava, hacha me'inyana dikra, v'hata me'inyana dikra. So they're talking about two different um, cases, uh, and they're both there's two types of matzah, and they're both talking about two types of matzah from different different contexts. In our case, okay, it's talking about 
So our case is talking about, um, so it works out. We questioned it, it works out. It's talking about something that's there already. If it wasn't there and it popped out later after you threw it, then that's not, you're not considered liable to be exiled. So that was quick, that little piece there. Just kind of skip over all the details. All right. Hazareketa Evan. So someone who throws the rock. This is the case we saw about... Um, Oh, this is a case where if there was uh, permission for the person to come in or not. So, So some, some a rabbi from, from the... One of the rabbis said to Rabbi, So we established that in the, in the Mishnah that all cutting of the trees was something that wasn't a mitzvah, right? We said if it, we learn from, well, this is where we learned it from. Everything at cutting trees that's not a mitzvah, you learn everything that is a mitzvah, you're not liable. Um, so may, po- possibly cutting trees, uh, it's talk, maybe it's talking about, um, the Torah is talking about cutting trees for sukkah and cutting trees for the marachah, you know, for, the, for the altar. And even in this case, even though it's a mitzvah, then, nevertheless, you you're, you have you're, you're liable for exile, and from this you would say what? Well, so, so any so the same thing would be with a father who's who struck their kid struck their kid or a teacher that would also be liable for exile. But the mission says they're not. So, if if you already found trees that were cut for your lulav, you don't have an obligation to go out and. Um, you have to go out obligation to go out and cut these these things. There's no obligation that's resting upon you. So if you already found a cut, so because there's no obligation resting upon you, so it can't be talking about. There's no such thing really as as obligatory tree cutting. There's if you need the if you need those those things for the mitzvah, you have to cut the tree. But if you don't need them, there's no obligation to cut the tree. Not like the mitzvah of cutting the tree. There's no mitzvah of cutting the tree. So, the 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 Mishnah says that if somebody, uh, so Rava again, Rava saying that here. Rava Rava answered that again. Rava saying that Rava's upholding the Mishnah. Rava saying if there's a mitzvah like the father and the, and the teacher, then they're not liable for exile. So Ravina asked Rava, "You're upholding that Mishnah? Well, yitzah mitzvah." So, so in a case where the child or the student is smart, there's not a mitzvah, right? There wouldn't be a mitzvah because there's no need to to strike them. I would say unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. Or were you were you hopping what was going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Huh. Okay. So, <laughs> I think I think nevertheless, I kept even all, if you weren't I, I kept others from I kept others from I kept others from learning. That was my problem. Uh, you kept others from getting yeah. struck or? from learning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The Gemara love mitzvah. Hashanami love mitzvah. So, 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 so maybe you'll say that um, that in this case there also wouldn't uh, it would go against the mission. Says that in every case where a father strikes is not. Uh, liable for exile, there be you can go by every case on its on its own. So hot So no, there nevertheless, even though they study, it's still a mitzvah to strike. Whoa, okay, there's still a mitzvah. There's a pasuk. When there's a pasuk, then it goes against logic. So Rava said, I I go back on what I said originally. Here's the source. So he says, "There's a pasuk that says If someone comes and 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 sees the person in the in the in the forest, just like a forest, someone go, can go in and go out. Um, Someone, so it's talking about the case of a forest someone can go in, go in and go out. So that has to be that. It's not talking about an obligation to go into the forest and cut the trees. So Rav is trying to bring his source for um, that it's talking about trees that, you, that there's no mitzvah. So he, did, he didn't feel comfortable with what he said before, so he's giving another option. It said, in regards to trees, it says forest. 
and a farce is you can go in and go out. You have you just uh, your own uh, your own um, volition on your own volition. So it says, he brings it from Vasher and if so, so Vasher Yavos, you can go in and out. Is it if my mitzvah. So if it's a mitzvah, so why would the pasuk be talking about a? Why the verse talking about a a, a, yar, a, yar, a farce you can, that you have a choice to go in? You have to go in. So it has to be talking about trees that are not uh, are not a mitzvah. So Amarle Rav Ada Barava the Rava. So wait, you, what do you learn out of Asher? Well, Kol Echadetiv Asher. And not every time it says Asher uh, that you have a choice. El Matat where well, it says Ve'Isha Sher Yitma V'Loit Chata. Somebody who uh, Somebody who became tameh and they didn't wait for uh, they didn't wait for the night to come for them to become to, for pure again. They, they did they immersed. They didn't wait. So that person still considered tameh. It's not like they have a choice. I'm going to be tameh today. I'm not going to be tameh. Every asher, this asher is not a choice. So it's not a good good proof, Rava. Someone who someone who has to go in and, and take a met mitzvah, they go, eh. Uh, I uh, I choose not to be tameh. You can't just do that. So, shani hatam demar No, our case where it says uh, that case with t- tuma, there's a pasuk that says tameh yeah. So really, asher can every time it says asher if that means that it, that that it's open, uh, that that you could do or not do. And that for with regards to the the forest, um, I can learn out from there that's talking about trees that you're not obligated to cut because it says asher. So what about Tuma that says Asher. Well, there is a pasuk that teaches you that you're obligated anyway. Mikomakom. How we baile? So no. Well, that, that time we need that. The arbatvo yom tumatoba kipurim. We need that for something else. So he goes. No, amale ana meod tumato kamina. So yeah, true. Maybe we leave this sentence, but I learned that from another part of the pasuk, and from that I learned that there's a chiyuv, um, there's an obligation with regards to tuma that uh, you can't, you can't. It's not voluntary. Uh, when you become tamer or not, when you become impure or not. So, so here's a whole revert. This this piece here is, uh, we're going to kind of run through this a little bit because they're going to say that this whole discussion of Rav and Ravina was not, they're going to transplant, trans, they're going to transplant, that's not the right word, they're going to relocate these discussions of Rav and Ravina from the case we talked about with uh, the Eitzim to a whole different case. And they're just going to have their back and forth. So we won't go into too many details here, but it's talking about a case of Harish and Katsir, of, 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 of plowing and harvesting on Shvit and Shabbat. So I'm just going to kind of go through it. Some people say that their words, their discussions were discussing a whole different Tanaitic discussion. Not even our case of Eitzim. Um, uh, uh, so if, if you want, you can do it. You can't, so it's not a mitzvah. So you can't learn from here that that's a mitzvah. When they're smart, it's not a mitzvah. So maybe maybe not every time. Maybe when it's they're not smart, they are smart. That's what it goes by. It's still a mitzvah, as it says. Like the pursuit we learned, still a mitzvah. Would still say, I didn't say such good things. Okay, so it's another version of their discussion planted on a different, uh, a different subject. All right. Um, those who want to look, look more into that can go into the Rashi or any other. Translation. So the father gets exiled by killing his son. A father who kills his son, God forbid, he's also exiled, and vice versa. Um, the uh, haben is exiled ayadei, killing the father. That's it. it's not by it's not killed by the father. He's killing ayadei harigata killing the father. So everyone is everyone is exiled by killing Israel. 
and Israel is exiled by killing them. So, I don't know what it's talking about. It's talking about, we're talking about, it's saying all Israel is liable for killing all of Israel, basically. So what's the, what's not? Chutzmi ger toshav. Ger toshav in ger toshav. So, uh, someone who's who's non-Jewish who's living in the land and doing seven minutes open Noah. a resident alien exactly yeah. um, illegal um, a legal alien so <laughs> uh, I guess they are a legal alien yeah <laughs> they're doing the legal the laws they're doing seven minutes open Noah. so if you if Ger Toshav you're not Golev if you if you kill them unintentionally you're not you're not exiled um, so we're here Av Ben a father is exiled through killing his son. No, well, didn't you say in the previous mission that the father who strikes his kid um, is not is not liable because that's a mitzvah, right? God forbid. Um, no, they say no. That case in that mission that was talking about somebody, uh, in our case, it says you. Okay, we're accepting that premise, but that case in that mitzvah was talking. Our, it says the Gamir. Um, our case, where where the father is, the oh, I think that case in that Mishnah, where the father is not exiled, is talking about. I'm sorry. This case in our Mishnah, where it says the father is exiled, it's talking about a student, a, a, a father or father, a rabbi or, or ex, father is exiled. It's when the son is smart. Mm-hmm. When the son is smart, there's no longer mitzvah to uh, to kind of get put them in place to get them in check. So, um, when there's no mitzvah, then you are exiled. So that's, that's, the, that's the reconciliation. The previous mission that said you're not exiled, that's when the, that's when the student that needed to be put in, in place. A, ch- a child. A child that was smart and knows what's going on, so if you, you're, you're like, hitting them for no reason, uh, then you're liable for exile. Um, maybe, you, yeah. Because it's a chiyuv. If the kid if the kid not if a kid needs it yeah you're you're, suppo- you're obligated yeah so I pay, possibly you could say today that kids don't need it's not good for kids to be hit today they don't need it well so. well you could say that today we understand how different kids different children learn differently and there's an approach to each one yeah. that will I didn't grow up in the generation learn. where kids are big. I mean yeah no, I and so therefore there, the, the, there's no need for this anymore yeah kids today are, are gamir to some extent because we know how to teach each one. Or yeah, or we know this one needs an, uh, a special <coughs> assistance. So uh, this one nice. is autistic. Or and we have one, more tools. Today. We have more tools, so we don't need this. All right, nice. So, so, yeah. <laughs> Except one kid. I know no, one kid. No, no, no. no. Uh, anyway, that's another. That's, that's, yeah, that's okay. good. Okay. Uh, <laughs> right. So somebody said, who said this? Um, Oh, you said previously, right? We said even if somebody was smart, there's still a pasuk. Remember that? We said mm-hmm. somebody was smart, there's still a pasuk. Uh, it's still a mitzvah. It's from a pasuk. Mitzvah kavi. Uh, it's talking about a case where somebody's smart, um, but they are a carpenter's apprentice. So they have a profession already. And so they have a profession. So it's not talking about somebody who's even a talmid. It's somebody who's... Uh, who's your edu- father's educating their son in a profession. If you're educating your son in a profession, even though they're smart, um, there's no need to to put them in check because you only put people in check and in place with with makot with with with, uh, with blows when you're doing it for learning Torah. So l'shem mitzvah Talmud Torah. Yeah, l'shem mitzvah Talmud Torah. But it's for someone who's going, he's going to the carpentry school. Right. Um, I, that's not considered a mitzvah. Well, uh, not so fast. Maybe it is a mitzvah. That's his chayut. That's his parnasa. Maybe it is a mitzvah. No, it's, it's talking. So here's the case it's talking about our Mishnah. Our Mishnah says, okay, here's like these, these ukimtas. Our Mishnah is talking about that you're, you are, a father is, go, is exiled for striking their son. What's the case? It's a case where the son's smart. It's a case where the son's smart, and it's talking about a case where the son's smart, and in the father's teaching of a profession. But it's talking about a profession that's not his only profession. It's talking about a second profession. That's the case the mission is talking about. Second profession, and there's no mitzvah to teach them that. That's cool. You see, like, there's a mitzvah to teach them Parnassah. But Ben Av, the son is exiled through killing the father. So we have a source that says, Makenefesh, 
That excludes somebody who, kill, who hits their father. These are two approaches, Rabbi Shimon and Rabbanan. Rabbi Shimon says, we have a principle that, that um, someone who kills with Saif, someone who kills with Saif, there's like a principle here um, that, that is not that you are, sorry, I was going to find it. Every time you're, there's a principle of saif is kapara. Somebody who get who, who's killed with saif, there are they get they get galus. So let's see. Uh, uh saif, okay. Abishim says chenek is more stringent than than saif. Okay, a son who kills uh, father, God forbid, he has the more stringent punishment. It's chenek. It's strangulation. Rabbi Shimon holds that that's more stringent than saif, than than than, than uh, with the sword. So she, we and we know that shigigat saif. This is a principle. Is neat nala kapara. Anyone who has a shigiga of saif, of uh, sword, they get they get exiled. So if if I know the lighter one, you get exiled. Um, the son who is obligated in, in the more stringent one, which is strangulation, the the uh, the, the uh, unintentional killing of that one. They wouldn't get exiled. That's what Rabbi Shimon says. You're not exiled for killing. Um, so the, the, the source that says Pratna Makaviv, that's the, that's Rabbi Shimon. That you, the, if you're doing unintentionally killing your one intentionally kills their father, for Rabbi Shimon, you're not exiled. Why? Because you're only exiled for for something that's connected to the sword. Um, but but killing your father is a, is a capital is a very serious punishment, and that's punished by. Intentionally, it's punished by strangulation. So unintentionally, there would not be there would not be exile. Sakadach Amina Kivanda Mimezi Barkat Lahu B'Shoged Nami Kamashvlan. Okay, uh, sorry, I switched, skipped ahead. But the Rabbanad Amri Saif Chamor Mechenek Oreg Avi B'Shoged Shigat Saif Hu Shigat Saif Nina Lekapara. So Chamim say that um, the the worst punishment is is uh, is by the sword, and so. If the worst punishment, what's the worst? What's the unintentional punishment for worst punishment? We know that anytime kapara uh, sword comes, it's kapara. It's 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 atonement. So they you would get exiled. Okay, everyone got that. I'm sure. Rav Amar pralo sechaburaba aviv b'shogeg. So um So um, this is coming to teach us that somebody who makes a uh, Someone makes a uh, punctures uh, their their father. They make a um, somebody who hits their father and they cause a rupture in the skin. They're uh, that that individual would not have to go, not not be exiled. When you would do it, when you, when you strike, um, when you someone strikes their father and they do it intentionally. They're, 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 they're liable for the death penalty. She might have thought that if they don't unintentionally, they strike their father unintentionally, if they wouldn't, they would be exiled. No, they're not exiled. Let's just do a little bit more here. Um, we have like one minute. Everyone gets galus exiles through Israel. So what's it coming to teach us? That um, this comes to include an evivakuti. Uh... Who's this is Eviknani? This is a Canaanite slave who is Tova and does mitzvahs like in the level of a woman. Akuti is a is, uh, Samaritans, uh, Shomernim, that they didn't really, they weren't so serious <coughs> with mitzvahs. So, uh, like we learned in the Tanya Exodus, turn around. Eviv Akuti golev lokei Yisrael, ve Yisrael golev lokei Akuti beEved. So that's like we learned. So when the Mishnah says a kol golev Yisrael, what's it coming to teach us? Come teach us something new. This is what it came to teach us, and this is corroborated in a, in a brayta. Uh, so Evrikuti uh, gets exiled through Israel. How are they exiled? Um, when when they're killed, and when are they uh, when are they when are they provided with lashes? When they curse. El Israel In Israel, who when would they be exiled through killing a kuti? It's clear when they're exiled, when they kill them. But when, when would they be liable for, for makot through, through doing something to a, a kuti, um, a Samaritan? When they curse them? No. 
Only someone who does mitzvot that you curse, you're obligated for, for lashes. But they weren't doing mitzvot properly. Rather, it's a case where you came and you gave uh, false testimony over the, on the kuti, and then you, you, were found, uh, you were found like a false witness. So the same thing you have to go the opposite way. The Eved would be liable for giving false testimony for you, for you. And they would be they would be punished for that. Well Eved's not a not, not can't give testimony. So they have to give another option. Elamar of Acha of Ika. So what are we dealing with here? So our case is talking about um, our case that we're talking about here that you're liable for lashes when you hit a when someone strikes a kuti. That's talking about when you hit them, uh, maka that doesn't it's not I don't know if it's talking, actually talking about a kuti at all. I think I don't, I don't know. I think we left the topic of kuti. Um, it's to our case of, of that you're, uh, that Israel is liable for for hitting another Israel. It's talking about when you hit somebody shavet pruta. You hit somebody with a makah that's just uh, a little bit of damage. Let's let's stop there. You know the the, the, 